I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 563 of A Practical Show Done by a Practical Guy, and that is me. Thank you for tuning in once again. This is Sunday, August 29th, 2021. This week I'm going to be talking about some things that I've recently learned about a couple of pistols that I've been shooting a lot lately the shadow systems guns i talked a little bit about them last week i did a review on both of them shot some competition yesterday and uh, the week before and so i'm going to talk a little bit about that and some experiences recently that i thought you guys might like to hear and also spend some more time talking just about concealed carry in general from an everyday guy's perspective like me. Because as you know, I'm not ex-law enforcement, I'm not ex-military, I'm not even a fancy gunsmith or anything like that. Not an industry insider or gun writer, just an everyday guy. And I take my Second Amendment rights seriously. And I share them with you on this show. This show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment, the leading authorities on appendix carry. Spencer Keeper's just put up some nice videos on Facebook. And he was talking not only about appendix carry, but how to shoot well and how to draw well. What is your draw time? How quickly can you draw? So check it out. Check out Spencer Keeper's on Facebook. He's a sponsor of this podcast their appendix carry holsters are second to none and also ccw safe affiliate you you need that kind of legal protect protection if you're a concealed carrier 10 percent off with the coupon code kc10 off i'll put all this in the show notes please check out keepers concealment so i am going to kind of continue for a little bit last week's discussion last week's review I did on the two shadow systems pistols that I have I recently acquired the DR920 the shadow systems DR920 elite both of my shadow systems guns are the elite models with the slide lightning cuts and the serrations on top of the slide and all the other good bells and whistles that shadow systems puts on their guns that just make them a fantastic shooting gun and I thought that the MR920 was a flat shooting gun but I'll tell you what I've learned in a couple of weeks the DR920 seems to be even flatter shooting even easier of course it is a bigger gun it's a full-size gun it's the same size as a Glock 17 matter of fact fits in my Glock 17 holster perfectly so it's going to be a little bit easier to shoot a little flatter shooting a little a little bit easier to manage recoil simply because of the size of the gun but it's really not that much more heavy or that much more of a gun than the MR920 it's kind of like comparing a Glock 17 to a Glock 19 or it's kind of like comparing a 
full-size 5-inch 1911 to a commander size 1911. There's not a whole lot of difference in the in the weight and the size. But I used to own several 1911s and I always found that the 5-inch 1911s were easier to shoot than the commander size, even though the commander size really weren't too much smaller when all things else are everything else are equal like what the gun is made of and and how it's constructed and things like that so now i understand also the importance of the beaver tail uh, on the tang you know 1911s good good well-made 1911s have a nice beaver tail and a lot of guns even the polymer guns are coming out and some of the sig guns are out with um, nice beaver tails that's important that's important in stabilizing shooting and stabilizing the gun in your hand. As long as you got the proper grip, it's not going to do the work for you. Remember, folks, you can't buy skill, right? How many of you would agree with me? You can't buy skill. I was joking around with Ben Branham on the range on Saturday when we were sh shooting competition. And we were talking about the excuses that shooters come up with, why they can't shoot well. And it's just, it's, an, it's amazing. I used to do a lot of golf when I was in my 20s and 30s, and I was always amazed how many excuses golfers have for not being able to golf well. And I think shooters probably have just as many excuses for not being able to shoot well. And none of the excuses that most shooters come up with really apply. I mean, it's amazing how many I've heard. And they just don't apply. What applies is the fundamentals. Are you gripping the gun properly? Are you pressing the trigger properly is your stance proper proper stance are you uh you know what are you doing with your arms what are you doing with your hands how are you holding that gun still so that the sights don't move you know I, spencer keepers is great at talking about that on his videos press the trigger don't let the sights move that's that's the key and when the gun recoils get back on target as fast as you possibly can that's the key. Shadow Systems guns are so much easier to do that with. So I think it's really cool that they got that nice beaver tail on them. You know, they fit Glock holsters. Speaking of Glock holsters, Concealment Solutions is another sponsor of this podcast. They've been a longtime sponsor, Concealment Solutions. I love all of their outside the waistband holsters. Their Black Mamba hybrid holster has been just incredibly popular over the years their their holsters are really really good and their customer service is outstanding so check out concealmentsolutions.com even if you want a horizontal mag pouch mag carrier like i use you can get those at concealment solutions i almost exclusively I guess that's kind of a weird way to put it, right? Almost exclusively. <laughs> it's either exclusively or not, right? So I shouldn't say it that way. But almost all the time, I carry outside the waistband. When I carry inside the waistband, I'm, I'm using Keeper's Concealment. When I carry outside the waistband, I'm using Concealment Solutions holsters. So you get a 10% discount. Handgun World is your coupon code that will be also in the show notes i always post show notes for every episode so if you can't remember or can't write down something that i'm saying just go to handgunworld.com this is episode 563 
scroll down, take a look at the show notes. They'll be right there, and I'll everything I talk about is right for you to easy or easy for you to find. So it goes right into Glock holsters. They're just really good guns. I really like them, and I'm very happy with them. And No Shadow Systems is not a sponsor of this show, at least uh, not yet. But I, <laughs> they probably don't even know who I am. But if they do, anyway, I bought these guns with my own money, and they are mine. They're not being given to me, and I've been shooting them extensively now, and I'm going to keep talking about them because a lot of people seem to be interested in the reviews of these guns. Okay, so now I want to talk about some self-defense stuff that doesn't involve a gun and what you can do to prepare yourself in case something happens to you. You know, I'm a big modern survivalist thinker. As you know, for many years, I did another show called Today's Survival Show. And that's still up there. You can go to todayssurvival.com. You can listen to all the uh, older episodes. It's quite an educational experience to listen to all the other episodes I did over at that podcast and you pretty much can only listen to them now on my website, todayssurvival.com, todayssurvival, with two S's, dot com. But you can stream them off the website just like you listen to a podcast. There's fantastic interviews with all kinds of people that believe in in modern survival. No tinfoil hat. So check that out over there. And I, I did a couple of episodes, and I want to talk a little bit about this subject here this week for you. What other things are you doing to help keep yourself well defended? So a little bit of non-gun stuff here. Let's talk about, for example, footwear. Okay, people neglect having good footwear because you may have to run. In a self-defense situation, you may have to run. You may have to pick up a kid and run away with your kid. Or you may have to do something to where you've got to exert some physical energy. And how are your feet going to respond? What kind of footwear do you have? I don't like to wear flip-flops, for example. Not unless I'm walking around the house. And even the ones that I wear, even the flip-flops that I wear, are very uh, running-friendly flip-flops. There's a lot of them out there that are just real flat and they're not very running-friendly Mine are very running friendly. I have problems with my feet, so I have to be careful what shoes I put on my feet anyway because a lot of shoes cause me pain. Some don't. But you're probably not going to see me much wearing things that, wearing shoes that I cannot run in. And this is a commonly overlooked part of self defense is what if you have to use your feet? What if you have to get on the move? Are you in shape to get on the move? Now, if you're disabled for some reason, I I get that. I understand that. You're not really the one that I'm speaking to about this next subject. If you're disabled, you have a physical disability and that's going to limit you. But if you're not really disabled, you know, uh, what's your condition? Are you, are you overweight? Is there some reason why you are and you shouldn't be? Can you move? If you have to move and you got to move quickly, but you're completely out of shape, 
it might hurt your possibilities in a self-defense situation so think about that i think a lot of a lot of us would like to lose weight so would i matter of fact i could i could stand to lose 25 pounds and i should but what i'm trying very hard not to do and i'm being pretty successful is not letting myself get obese so that if i do have to get on the move and i do have to move quickly at least i can i can make a reasonable attempt at it okay what kind of non-firearm stuff do you carry with you that you can also use i always have a knife and a flashlight on me and quite a bit i have a tactical pen on me as well there's a lot of different tactical pens out there mine happens to be a smith and wesson tactical pen and i have a real nice i got several nice flashlights by streamlight and surefire i even have a phoenix that is uh, a phoenix pd32 which is pretty good and it's a good light and it's strong and it's reliable and so is my streamlight it's strong and it's reliable so you know it's a this is a protac 2l my streamlight uh, they can also be used they're, they're great for self-defense I mean, the nice bright light is good for self-defense, first of all. You know, light makes a big difference. If you can shine light into somebody's face, uh, that distracts them. Also, if you can light up the area, uh, if, it's, if it's dark, a lot of self-defense incidents happen in dark. A lot of people are attacked in the dark. And if you can light up the area, it, it's going to give you an advantage. If you can light up your target, if you do have to use your gun, if you don't use a weapons-mounted light. And there are disadvantages of weapons-mounted lights, too. So some of you might like to carry a pocket flashlight. I always have mine. It's such a great utility tool as well. There's so many times I pull my flashlight because I just I need to find something. I need to see something. I need to find something in the dark or in a dark space. You know, it's just they're so useful. Same with a knife. They're useful. Fixed blade or folding knife. They're very useful. Do you have pepper spray? You know, do you carry non-lethal uh, tactical pens? Do you carry non-lethal weapons? Tactical pens are great. Uh, you'd be amazed what you can do with a uh, tactical pen. Mine right now happens to be in my backpack, uh, but I like to keep it. I like to carry it when I'm on business and uh, mine's a smith and wesson and on well first of all it's very it's made out of high strength steel and it's truly a pen uh one time i did have tsa on an airplane take a look at it i don't fly much anymore these days but i did have tsa take a look at it they wanted to know what it was and they pulled it out and i said it's a pen they verified it was a pen and they said okay this is a great striking tool. On one end of it, it's kind of got like a nice pointy end that is good for striking. The end opposite the writing end, it's good for striking. It's really good for striking. And, of course, even the writing end where the uh, ink cartridge comes out, that's also good for striking. So when I got this thing in my hand, I, I can be pretty dangerous with it. And I carry it, and I carry it often. Matter of fact, when, I got, when I'm on overseas travel and I can't take my gun, my tactical pen, and my um, 
my tactical pen and my uh, um, flashlight is with me. So that's, you know, the, these things are great. Uh, let me know what you use. Let me know what you do for less than lethal, non-lethal weapons. I have voicemail. Call my voicemail, 210-646-1727. I'd like to hear your ideas on what have you learned to use, what do you carry that are not considered a gun but can be good for self-defense. Medical kits. A lot of people, you know, in defense of your life if you're injured. Okay? If you got a medical kit, you know how to use it, you're trained. A lot of people, you carry them on your ankle or you carry them in different places or in your pocket. Some of you have medical kits. Those are other things that can be used for maybe not maybe not fighting somebody off, but to save your life in case you are injured. Have you ever thought about that? Do you have an emergency kit in your vehicle? Uh, do you have some kind of a bag in your vehicle that has necessities? Do you have tools? I got, I got tools in mine. I have an air compressor in mine, which has saved my butt many times. I've got some food items in mine and extra water in my emergency kit. I've got tie-down straps that are useful. I've got all kinds of things in there. Um, I've got eating utensils. I've got bowls and small bowls and plates that I can use for eating. I got extra articles of clothing in there, plastic bags that can be used for all kinds of things. I know some people, if you have a truck, you carry a lot of tools in your truck. Tools can also be good, not only self-defense items, but survival items, of course. The more you can carry with you, and I know you might think, well, you know, Bob, these things can be stolen. Well, they can be stolen, but when they're not stolen, they, they could be useful to you as well. Uh, you know, it, you can't always think that th something's going to get stolen. Try to keep them out of sight in your vehicle. I have an emergency kit in my vehicle, but most of the time people are not going to see it. Because I keep it covered up pretty well. Now, I got a Toyota 4Runner that's got that that's got that flap that I can pull across the cargo area, and people can't from the outside they can't see what's in there. So most of the time, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, and that's a big deal. That's a big thing to remember: out of sight, out of mind. You know, one time I was on a business trip about a year and a half ago to Houston, and I just wasn't paying attention. And I left my backpack on the front seat of the rental car that I used. And while I was in a restaurant getting something to eat, my rental vehicle was broken in. And my backpack, the, the driver's side window was completely sma smashed in. And my backpack was taken. And, of course, my laptop was in that backpack, my business laptop. So it created a huge headache. And I've learned that lesson, never to be so absent-minded again to do that but I left it there in plain sight my mistake was I left it in plain sight where thieves could see it you know so don't do that stuff but tools tools can be self-defense weapons I mean there's a lot you can do with wrenches and hammers and saws and drills <laughs> you can do a lot with those and they're also survival tools so if you're stranded for some reason, you know, right now as I'm speaking to you, right now 
as I'm doing this podcast, Hurricane Ida is hitting the Louisiana coast, a Category 4 hurricane. All right? Again, you know, New Orleans and Louisiana, they just keep getting hit all the time. Well, they're hopefully they're ready for it. Hopefully there are people there that um, have learned some lessons and they're prepared for it. And there may be some stranded people there. So let's pray for them. Everybody, when you, when, as soon as you have time, pray for the people of Louisiana. And if you've got family there, check on them, help them, do what you can for them and friends. But everything I'm talking about now is, you know, I'm, I'm not really spending a whole lot of time in this episode talking about firearms, even though I do almost every week. This, this, this week, I'm going to take a little bit of a departure from that and do things a little bit differently. So I wanted to throw some of this stuff in here, just some common sense stuff, just to kind of remind you of some things that maybe maybe you might have been forgetting. Some people seem to forget some of the basics. You know, it's uh, my family and I were talking about this. We you, Folks, most of you know that Texas had a very rough winter for Texas standards. We had a very rough winter last year. And some people are predicting that we're going to go through almost the same this year. So a lot of people around here are going to be much more prepared for the winter that might be coming here. And I think that's a good thing. It just teaches people the awareness that they need to have. So let me know your thoughts. And you can also email handgunworld at gmail.com. On Facebook, you can talk about it. I always make a post and I start a thread on Facebook for every one of my shows. Follow me on Facebook, Handgun World Podcast page. You can also look me up by my name on Facebook. I always put all this on Twitter and MeWe and Parlor and some of the other social media outlets as well. And uh, conversations are always welcome. And again, that voicemail number is 210-646-1727. Back to guns. Back to handguns, specifically. Um, you know, my my all-around gun is becoming... I, I shouldn't say become. It has become. My all-around gun has now become my SIG P365. There's just so many reasons why this is now my all-around do-everything gun. You know, this is a gun I can shoot at distance. It's a gun I can shoot up close. It's a gun I can conceal nicely this p365xl with just the flush fit magazine as a 12 plus one firearm that's a lot 13 rounds 12 plus one that's that's a that's a lot of rounds in this gun and and it's it's so compact so easy to carry so easy to use easy to shoot great trigger I mean, what a, just what a nice gun, the P365XL. It's even better than the P365, in my opinion. It's just better. There's just so many better things about it. And it's optics ready. I don't have a, I don't have a SIG Romeo optic on this yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to have a SIG Romeo optic on this P365XL. Just a great gun. Excellent trigger, straight trigger. So I, I just can't say enough good things about it. Well worth the investment. Well worth gun, a gun well worth having. And, and folks, you know I like the striker-fired guns. And I think this is one of the best. One of the best. The Sig Sauer P365 
XL. I do own the 365 as well, but I just like the XL version a whole lot better for reasons I just mentioned. Something I want to say about ammo as I start to close out this uh, short episode this week. Ammo prices seem to be coming down. How about that? I hope you're glad to see that like I am. Ammo prices are coming down. Seems like the supply is becoming more plentiful. You know, it's a supply and demand issue. It's coming down. I saw somebody put a post out on social media recently that lumber's coming back down as well. That doesn't have anything to do with guns and in this show, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. With the prices of ammo coming down, get some ammo. Get some ammo. I think we all learned in this crisis that ammunition is just as important, if not maybe even a little bit more important, than having extra guns. Extra ammo is more important. And You know, there are some people out there, especially new shooters, folks, there are some people that will use practice ammo for their self-defense needs. I, I'm not a big proponent of that, but some people are, are, are relatively new at this. They're relatively new at owning guns and concealed carry, and they may not be big students of the, of the art like we are. And they may not have Spear Gold Dot 124 grain or Federal HST rounds available. Maybe they couldn't afford it. Maybe they just don't understand that those are better self-defense rounds. So they might have picked up some CCI Blazer Brass, for example, some practice ammo, or Winchester White Box, and, and, they, and they bought it when they bought their gun, and that's what they're going to be using for self-defense. Now, again, I'm not saying that's the first choice or what you should do, but that's what some people are doing just because either they don't know any better or they're just not into it and don't care as much as you and I do. So take advantage of buying ammo, though, uh, for practice ammo. If you're not someone who reloads ammunition, take advantage now that the prices are going down. You don't know when they're going to spike back up again. And I think I think 9 millimeters out there now for somewhere around... 34 cents around, maybe even a little bit less. Take advantage of it. As your budget allows, pick up a box or two or five or 10 or 20. Whatever it is that you can afford. And ammo stores for a long, long time. So as long as you keep ammo in, in inside, pretty much indoors, um, it's going to store for a long, long time. You can actually keep ammo outdoors as well. I, I don't recommend it. But even outdoors, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right for a while. I don't mean out in the elements. I mean like if it's in a safe or if it's in your garage, you know, or if it's in a storage shed or something. That's not as good as keeping it indoors. But either way, ammo's going to store and it's going to keep and it's going to be good for a long time. So accumulate ammo before you accumulate new guns. That's always been my philosophy is accumulate more ammo instead of accumulating more guns. The reason being is because ammo also allows you to practice and train. Another gun does not really make it easier for you to practice and train. In fact, another gun that you might not need because maybe you haven't mastered the first or the second gun that you own, it's going to take money away from your training and your practice resources. Most of us, not everybody, but most of us, we have a finite sum of money. We have a limited sum of money. And we can only spend X amount of dollars. 
every month or every year. And so if you go out and buy another fancy schmancy firearm, you've just used up a bunch of those resources that you could have spent buying more ammunition, taking a class, coming to a competition match to practice what you know, things like that. And I think when it comes down to actually having to use your gun, which, you know, that's what this show is all about. I try to get people to prepare for the fact that they may have to use their gun in self-defense. I hope you don't. I hope that bad day never comes. Same for me. I don't ever want to have to use my gun for anything except going to the range and practicing and training. But I am ready if I do have to use it for personal self-defense. My question is, are you ready? Have you done what's necessary to get yourself ready? And more ammunition can help you do that. Signing up for a class can help you do that. Come shoot competition. Competition is not going to get you killed in the streets. Don't believe all that garbage. Most real good shooters also are in favor of competition shooting. Most people who are not in favor of competition shooting, you know who they are? Most of them are people who are not very good at competition shooting. And so that's why they're not in favor of it. Or they're afraid of it because they're afraid it's going to bruise their ego a little bit. I've had comments from people say, well, I'm not ready for competition. Okay, I'm not, I'm not good enough for competition. Well, everybody starts at some time, folks. Everybody who's good at competition at one time was not ready for competition. But you got to go out and do it. How are you going to get better at something if you don't go out and do it? I mean, this works like anything else, folks. Whether you're going to become a mechanic, whether you're going to become a marathon runner, a football player, uh, a basketball player, whatever it is you're going to do, you got to start somewhere. And if you want to enjoy the fun of competition shooting and practice some really good skills that you normally don't get to practice, you got to start somewhere. Come on out and do it. If you're a beginner, that's fine. We handle new shooters all the time at competition matches. There are special programs available for new shooters and people who will help you if you are a new shooter, help you enjoy and benefit from the sport of competition shooting. So come do it. Don't be afraid that you're not good enough. You are good enough. You're good enough as a beginner to come and shoot with us. And, and if you want to know how to get started, matter of fact, I might even do a, an episode coming up real soon. I just gave myself an idea right there. I might do a podcast episode, episode on what to do if you've never shot competition before, but you think you might like to. Stay tuned for that. I might even talk about that next week. But take advantage of the lowering cost of ammo. And that's it. That's all I want to say this week, folks. Pray for our country. We have some terrible crises going on right now. Uh, COVID is still uncertain. Perhaps a rise in uh, some COVID cases. Although cases don't always mean that it's a crisis. Cases don't always mean that people are dying from it. But then, of course, we've got the Afghanistan crisis. And we've just got, we have a lot of things that need prayers right now, folks. So, If you are a praying type of person like me, pray for this country. Pray for people out there who are suffering. Keep your own house in order. 
Keep your family in order. Keep your own house in order. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Enjoy life. Enjoy every day. Every day you have is a gift from God. I, you know, that became much more apparent to me during my cancer fight. I recently had a PET scan, a follow-up PET scan for my cancer. It does show a couple of enlarged lymph nodes, but my cancer doctors are not too worried the lymph node enlargement could be due to some other things. I did get the COVID vaccines. Uh, the enlarged lymph nodes could be. From that, I do have some other autoimmune issues, and the lymph nodes could be because of that. I'm six and a half years past my stem cell transplant and brain surgery that uh, put my cancer into my lymphoma into remission. So the doctors are really not all that worried, but. I'm going to go ahead and go in for another follow-up in November and see what happens. So keep me in your prayers. But most of all, enjoy every day you got because you don't know how many that you're going to have. You just simply don't. So with all that said, folks, thanks for tuning in. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. Read your Bible every day. And I'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye.